Hello and welcome. You are listening to On Show, the Louvre Abu Dhabi podcast that takes you on a tour. I am Asha Al-Ahmadi, Curatorial Assistant at Louvre Abu Dhabi. Today, I'm inviting you to discover, or rather rediscover with us, one of the most popular forms of cinema in the world with our new exhibition, Bollywood Superstars, a short story of Indian cinema. With the curators of this exceptional show, Julien Rousseau and Delen Kesus, we will dive into the rich history and diverse origins of Indian cinema and popular Indian storytelling, unveiling what has now become one of the world's largest film industries and a global phenomenon. Ellen Kesus, Julian Rousseau, it's a pleasure to welcome you at the entrance of our newly opened exhibition, Bollywood Superstars, a short story of Indian cinema. Ellen, can you tell us what is Bollywood? What is Bollywood? That's a great question. So Bollywood can be defined by two things. It is a popular cinema from North India. It is in Hindi also, language of North India also. And the name Bollywood is uh, appearing during the 70s. Before that, we would just say Indian cinema or popular Indian cinema. But the word Bollywood is especially uh, coming from the 70s. So if you have to remember what is Bollywood, it is popular cinema from North Indian produced in Bombay. We used to say Bombay, now it's Mumbai. But the B is for Bombay. Julien, can you tell us how is the exhibition structured? The exhibition has three main parts. The first section is about the origin of the cinema, the pre-cinema, from shadow puppets to painting of uh, traveling storytellers, uh, all the, which has very connected with the first cinema. And the second part is about the historical movies, where the visitors can see also some important work of arts of the Mughal and Rajput uh, periods. And then we finish with the, the actors, the Bollywood superstars. Now we're standing in the first section, which is marked by a deep, warm red. Can you tell us a bit about this color choice? Yeah, it was very important for us that uh, the spectator, when he entered the exhibition, feel this warm red color that is everywhere in India. It is, we've tried to match as much as possible the color of the red fort, for example, the red fort in Delhi. Also the color of the, uh, the stones, which is used in North India's culture, the red uh, sandstone, for instance. So it's a prominent color also in paintings. Yeah. And the color we will see later is connected with the expression of emotions in different arts in India, it's in, in painting, and also in the cinema, of course. So it's uh, in, in relation with this dialogue between different kinds of arts. And Julian, we're starting, as I mentioned, at the very beginning. We're at the entrance and we're faced by a transparent curtain with the projection of Kapikushi Kapigam. And to the left, we see what looks like a gold temple lamp. Can you tell me the relationship between these two artworks? So we choose this uh, abstract to welcome the visitors. And um, the movie is really similar with the objects, what we can see all around, with this uh, oil lamp, which is used for the ritual of the light, for the offerings of the gods in Hinduism. And the light is also connected with the view. And we will develop this concept, the importance of the view in Indian arts, in Indian civilization, during all the exhibition. And it is, of course, 
very important for the cinema and the first cinema where the first uh, animated images appeared in India and the magic that they can uh, have. You mentioned the view. Can you talk about the concept of darshan, which is a connecting theme throughout the exhibition space? Yes, it is actually a main concept uh, for Indian art, I think, and it's very easy to understand for the visitors. And uh, we were thinking that uh, to explain this concept or to introduce this concept, will give a very interesting uh, insight of Indian arts because we can see, for instance, from the first painting, first work of the exhibition, here in front of the, the movie, a scene of darshan. So the darshan is the exchange of view with the, an image, a holy image, a king or a holy place, something which has a, a lot of power with a visitor, with someone who can exchange the view. And uh, we see here when the Brahman, so the priest of the temple, open the gate and the curtains so that the visitors can see uh, their gods, Krishna. So our understanding is that it's an act of seeing and being seen. Yeah, and through this act of seeing, the viewer can get the protection and can get the, the magic of the image. And the reciprocity between the two is very important, is at the core of the darshan notion. As you said, seen and be seen. Now we continue our journey and move ahead. To the right of the curtain, we have a red portable altarpiece, which looks like a small cabinet or a small cupboard with the doors open, showing us four folds and figures in all of these folds. Can you tell us, Julian, who are these figures? These figures are the main characters of the very famous epic, uh, the Ramayana. And uh, this epic was one of the first uh, stories adapted in the cinema because it came from the old um, Indian arts, of course, because this story, when the first directors put them in the screen, they are more than 2,000 years old. They are very ancient stories, and they are still today adapting TV series and movies. So that's why we, we wanted to really introduce the cinema with this folk arts and this tradition of storytelling, because the first cinema was also a tradition of uh, storytelling from village to village. But what is the story of Ramayana? What are the events? The story of Ramayana is the story of Rama. Rama is an avatar of uh, Vishnu, which means that his um, uh, avatars means going down. So the, the god Vishnu is coming on earth in the form of uh, Rama, which is more humanized. And uh, he's coming to fight against the demons and to rescue uh, his wife Sita, who was captured by the demons. So it's actually a story to illustrate how the power of the God restored the universal order. And if I can add, Rama is a very important character in cinema because he will uh, symbolize the perfect man. He is the perfect prince. So with the cinema becoming something so important in India, even if the movie is not a mythological one, Rama will be a part of the character, the perfect ideal hero because those epics are also considered as drama. And so and they are very popular because people love the story, the love story between Rama and Sita, action, 
and so with uh, the war, uh, with the demons and the happy end, and all of these are also ingredients for the, the cinema. On the other side of the curtain, we're continuing our path, and we see very interesting objects in the center of this space. Julien, can you tell us what these are? All of these objects are arriving in India before cinema, but they were still used for a long time, even today, uh, like the Shadow Puppets, for instance, which is uh, really one of the first cinema in India, and also the Magic Lantern. Which looks like an old camera, but there's something that's peculiar about it. We have a rail and what looks like a glass sliding section. Yeah, and you can use it because in this section, we wanted to have like interactive uh, objects. So here you can use this magic lantern and experience uh, really how it works. And we, you can see beautiful designs by a contemporary artist, uh, Jitanjali Rao, who designed this especially for the exhibition. And um, near this magic lantern, you can also experience the bioscope, which is uh, still used today. So the bioscope is very interesting because it's still very popular in India. In every fair, you will have someone with a bioscope and you can pay a little uh, rupees to watch inside what are the image and, and it's changing. Everyone can change the images inside. So it's a real surprise. You never know what you are going to look at. And it's very still now, it's very popular. We're now moving to the octagonal space. And when we enter, the first thing we see is actually our reflection, creating a kind of infinity room effect. And we see three costumes and three screens showing dance clips. Alain, can you tell us what's the effect that you were trying to achieve in this space? Of course, it was impossible to make an exhibition on Bollywood without talking about the dances. Because maybe uh, no one knows about Bollywood, but everyone knows that in Bollywood, everyone sings and dances all the time. So, uh, even if it's not true, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, so we wanted to address uh, the dance uh, importance by this creation, what you are seeing on the screen, it's a, a creation, it's an editing that a director made specially for the exhibition. And uh, there is too many classical dances in India. We couldn't talk about everything. So we've talked about the ones that are the most important for the cinema. So for example, we have a footage from a Bollywood movie, a Hindi movie, with a dance of Katak, and we have also a costume of uh, a Katak dancer. This parallel, we can make it once again with the footage and uh, the two other costumes. We have one footage from South India, so Hollywood movie, the popular movie from the South. And we have a costume of Bharatanatyam, the classical dance of the South. So we can see the Katak dress on the left. Yeah. It's the green dress. And in the center, we have the more traditional, can you say? It is more traditional. It's also more folkloric, we can say. Yes. On the right, we have the green dress that you were just talking about. And the, the one in the center is also paired with the footage of a Bollywood movie called Kulnayak. And uh, I hope the spectator will be able to appreciate uh, this uh, wonderful editing because it's uh, 
we are inside the dance. I feel like we are inside the dance and we are dancing with the dancers. And now we're leaving the octagonal space and taking a right to enter the next section of the exhibition. Now we're at the entrance of the second section of the exhibition titled Gods and Princes of the Screen and we are directly greeted by a change in color palette. Alain, can you tell us what is happening here? Yes, it's true. We wanted to change the color palette for many reasons. First, because we needed to be in a different mood. And uh, so we are entering this uh, section, which is with two colors, green and blue. So we have this first green, which is a, a green with a lot of yellow in it. And um, we wanted it like that because it is linked to the power of nature. It is linked to a tradition of green in Hinduism. And uh, it is important because we had to separate the two spaces between this part where you will be able to see some uh, lithography uh, from uh, Ravi Varma and the other part where you will be able to see Mughal art. So for the Mughal art, we have chosen a bright blue, a very nice blue color. In Bollywood movie, when you want to portray Mughal and uh, Islamic uh, rulers, you will always use colors like that, blue, dark green, a different green from the one we use for the, the other part, and black also. So you have to uh, be in uh, cold colors. And you will see there is a surprise at the end of this uh, room, a bright yellow. This bright yellow is very important because it is to magnify the Rajput art. And we are going back to a warm tone also to make the difference between the Mughal and the Rajput. In Bollywood movies, Rajput are always in warm color, like yellow, orange, saffron type of color. And as I said earlier, the Mughal and the Islamic part of India is always depicted with a cold color, once again, blue, dark blue, black and dark green. So we've talked about the color palette, the thematic, but what time period are we in? We've just moved from pre-cinema, so to better situate ourselves, where are we? Uh, this section starts with uh, Ravi Varma at the end of the 19th century, and then we switch to historic movies about the Mughal and Rajput periods, which starts around the 17th century. So we have on our right a big wall with three rows of posters, but we're going to leave that behind us, and move to the central podium, where we have a lithograph of Krishna playing the flute, and it's by Raja Ravi Varma. Can you tell us a bit about who Ravi Varma is, why he was so important for Indian art? Ravi Varma is um, really a turning point of uh, history of art in India because he starts as an oil uh, painter, inspired, very inspired by uh, Western arts, but he turned his into the print image, so he created his own uh, press. And from this Ravi Varma press, he released uh, millions of images that we can uh, still find today. They are still very famous today uh, all around the world. And this image that we often call calendars uh, images were very cheap. And uh, at this time, they 
create new iconography in a dramatic uh, style. And these new images inspired the mythological cinema. For you to realize, it's the first mass media of India. The print, the lithography press, his images were everywhere. You can see on lithography, like the one we are standing uh, in front of, but also on advertisement, on calendars, on everything. And what is important, it's always stories from the Indian uh, mythology, and people were very happy to be able to have this calendar at home because they, they have the portrait of their favorite gods. And if you look right above us, we have a big suspended screen and it's playing a black and white film of yet another big name in Indian cinema this time, and it's Dada Sahib Falke. So what's the relation between the two and who is Falke? So Falke is considered to be the first uh, Indian director. So he realized the first long feature film. And uh, the relation between the two is very important because Falke used to work at uh, La Vivarma Press for 10 years and more. So if you look at the Krishna that you have on the Falke uh, movie, you will see a lot of uh, inspiration on La Vivarma uh, work on the big wall with the, the lithography that uh, we can see on our left. And uh, there is a funny story that uh, we always like to, to tell everyone. Dada Saeb Falke was uh, watching a movie from uh, France. Uh, it was the life of uh, Jesus Christ. And he was watching this movie in Bombay. And he was fascinated by it. And he was like, if they can do it with their one God. In India, we have thousands of gods, so I will have thousands of stories to tell. And that's how the mythological uh, cinema started. We move around the podium and stand by the projection on the wall. And when we look out into this space, we can see a different typology of artworks. We have a showcase of daggers from Al-Sabah collection and Louva Balabi collection. We have armors, we have jewelry. So it's all setting the scene for a historical context. Can you tell us about it, Julia? Yes, indeed. You can see in this section um, some historical objects um, from Mughal periods. And you can see all these uh, very impressive uh, daggers and works of arts. Can you tell us a bit what and when was the Mughal period or the Mughal dynasty? The Mughal dynasty is um, famous, for, of course, for the Taj Mahal, Akbar, unified uh, kingdom in the 17th century. And um, he started to commission some work of arts which is, uh, we could say, um, a globalized art at this time because it's inspired by the Italian Renaissance, Chinese arts. He was a collector of uh, European uh, illustrated uh, Bibles and also, of course, with Persian and Indian arts. So he commissions some work of arts who try to mix a lot of influence from all around the world. And uh, that's why this period also inspired the cinema because of its uh, great arts, the power of their emperor, the romance also of this emperor, the romance between uh, Shah Jahan and Mumtaz Mahal and the story of the Taj Mahal. And all of this uh, period contains all the ingredients for blockbuster movies. 
Can you tell us, Elena, about this connection, the connection between the Mughal period, the Rajput period, and all these objects we see here, to the development of historical films and eventually the blockbusters? There is many links. Of course, when you see the magnificence of the object, uh, it is uh, in itself a huge uh, cinematographic art. Because when we see even the old movie, the black and white movie you can see on the screen, which is Shiraz, you can see the magnificence of the Mughal art from the inside of the palace from the inside of the palace and from the jewelry they are wearing, the costume they are wearing. What is very interesting here is that the costumes are not cinematographic costumes, they are real. And so with this movie, uh, footage paired with this section, what is very important for us is to see that all these wonderful objects, all these uh, techniques and uh, great art have inspired cinema. Of course, sometimes Bollywood go further. It's even more, more jewelry, more embroidery, more colors, more everything. But it's, you know, cinema is here to make us dream. So it's normal for Bollywood to go further than that. We're moving now in between the two podiums and we're stopping at Louvre Abu Dhabi owned armor, which covers the top half of the body and it has a helmet and the chest is surrounded by four metal plates, also known as the four mirrors. Julien, can you tell us more about this piece? It's uh, one of the great pieces of the exhibition because it's an historic armor, uh, Mughal armor. So it's quite rare to have in the museum collection uh, armor of these uh, periods. This armor is also a piece of art, even if it's used for the warfare. But we can also see a nice connection between this uh, design of flower, design with the jelly, so the screen which are near the, the armor. this armor. And also you can see in the, some abstract of the, the movie in the big screen, which is just near the, the armor. And if I may add, you will see that there is another armor just in front of this one. It is a Rajput one, because this section we wanted to do one Mughal part, one Rajput part, and not to oppose them, not at all, to make a dialogue between them. And you will see that some type of embroidery, some uh, type of uh, flowers and design are common to the both uh, dynasty. And so the Louvre Abu Dhabi armor is on the blue podium because it's Mughal, as you said before, the blue was used for the Mughal. And then the Rajput one is in the showcase in the vitrine with the yellow background because that was the color that you wanted to associate exactly. with the Rajput. Exactly. And with that, we're going to move to the next section of the exhibition. Now we're entering a yellow cube, which isn't actually a section of the exhibition, but is rather an interlude. Ellen, can you tell us a bit about why it was important to include this section and who it's about? Yes, so this section is very important because with it we can address the diversity of cinema in India. Bollywood is one of Indian cinemas. We always use it a plural form. 
it's a commercial cinema, it's a popular cinema, but there is different kind of uh, tradition in Indian cinema. So here the interlude is uh, a glimpse of what is an arese, auteur cinema in India. And we have it with the most important of uh, its director, Satyajitre. And Satyajitre is a director from Bengal, so the movies are in Bengali, so it's not the same language as uh, Bollywood, it's another language. And you will see the mood and the way the movie is constructed and the footage are completely different from what you've seen before with the Bollywood uh, footage. Satyajitre is also very important because he is introducing a new type of cinema in India. He is uh, heavily influenced by Italian neorealism. For example, his favorite director was uh, Vittorio De Sica. And uh, he used this kind of frame, this kind of temporality in his film to tell Indian stories. And it was the first time that someone uh, did uh, such a film. And that's why also his movie has such a great success in, in France and, for example, at Cannes Film Festival. So we leave the bright yellow cube and enter a much darker space dominated with the color blue. And we see at the entrance a ticketing booth framing what is a projection of the movie Cholet. Can you tell us the inspiration behind this space? So I think this space is my favorite in all of uh, the exhibition because uh, the inspiration behind is uh, what we call in India single screen cinemas. So single screen cinemas, they were built mainly during the 70s and they were inspired by art deco art. So that's why you can see this magnificent uh, recreation of a, of, of a theater inside the exhibition. We can sit on the dedicated seats or on the floor if you'd like to talk about Cholet. So Alain, Julien, as we experience this projection, it's the longest extract actually that we have in the space. It's six minutes long because we wanted to recreate the feel of a real cinema. So can you tell me why Cholet? So there is many reasons to pick Cholet for this experience. Maybe the first one is because it's one of the most important films in the 70s. It is uh, one of the first movies that we call directly Bollywood movie. It is born with the word Bollywood during the 70s. There is another name you can use. We use also Masala movie. Masala is a mix of uh, spice and uh, we use this word because the um, popular movie, Bollywood movie, are not one genre. There is everything in it. You have romance, you have drama, you have action, you have everything. And Cholet is very particular because we call it a Western Curie, because it is like a Sergio Leone movie. It is uh, uh, very different from everything that has been made before also. And I choose also Cholet because it is one of my favorite movies. We have Amitabh Bachchan in this uh, footage. He's young, he's a strong hero that will uh, defend the villagers against the bad guy. So, you know, he's uh, the, we used to call him the angry young man. He's the one that will uh, fight. And here it's a small village lost somewhere in India. So I specifically choose this uh, footage because it's, it's my favorite part of uh, the movie, actually. 
I love the music at the beginning. I love the way he's uh, portraying the lonesome cowboy, uh, Indian style. Uh, the, we can see him, he arrived in this uh, village and the first thing that is happening, he fall in love. That's very Bollywood. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, from the beginning, you know that there are going to be more than just an action scene. There is love also in this footage. That's why I like it so much, I think. We're now at the entrance of the final section, which is titled Superstars, Idols of the Silver Screen. And this section is almost half of the exhibition space. Julian, can you tell us the thematic? What are we expecting to see inside? Yeah, we choose to give great importance of the actors themselves in this exhibition because the phenomenon of uh, the actors and the star system in India is really unique in, uh, in the world. And also we connect this importance of the, the characters in, during all the, um, the exhibition. We start with mythological movies, historic uh, characters like big kings, and now in uh, modern India society, the actors themselves are very important. So people love them like nowhere in the world, as we can see in the movies um, here for the love of a man about. Uh, Rajanikam, the superstar from South India. And uh, we also wanted to show that phenomenon like an immersive experience. And that was also an idea for the other part of the exhibition, because we didn't want to reduce the cinema to only screens. And we were inspired for the scenography by the movies themselves. So we tried to do this exhibition like a movie itself. And we see this especially in section three, because section three has these massive screens, one which is eight meters, and you have two on the sides, showing clips of movies from the 1970s to the 2010s. Can you tell us, Elaine, about the selection? So the selection was a nightmare, of course, because uh, I could have chosen hundreds of uh, movies. And because we don't have uh, time because we had to choose something, I decided to focus on iconic movies uh, that fans may recognize from uh, the first second and iconic actors since it was also the focus of the exhibition. So it was very hard for me to select that because uh, of course there is many films that could have been in the selection. But what was important for me, for example, is to see that some actors are very important during the 70s and still important during the 2000s. Of course, I'm talking about the emperor of cinema, Amitabh Bachchan, for example. You will see also many uh, footage with uh, the king of cinema, Shah Rukh Khan, uh, because he is one of my favorite actors. So it was very... It was very emotional for me to do this uh, selection and I hope, I hope I will be, it will show a glimpse of uh, uh, Bollywood and um, we've tried also uh, with Julien to make sure that there is different kind of Bollywood inside, different type of movie. Some are more historical once again, some are funny. We have a comedy inside, for example. So yes, we've tried to choose, I have tried to choose 
different flavors of Bollywood. I love that the selection for Section 3 and for Sholay was mainly based on your personal preference. Yes. <laughs> now that no, we're... not mainly, <laughs> because everything is iconic. I must insist on that. Everything is... Um, we wanted to focus on the most... The most important ones, or the easily yes. identified ones yes. for your the, average Bollywood fan. Yes, exactly. The one that you will think of immediately. You'd recognize. You recognize, you would appreciate. It's also because very often, if you are a Bollywood fan, you will know the song. So, of course, if you want to sing during the, the last section, it is possible because all the, the songs are very well known from the fan. And if you are not a fan, I hope seeing that you will become one. Now that we're reaching the end of our journey, I'd like to direct this question to both of you, Hélène and Julianne. When was the first time you realized, I'm in love with Bollywood? So for me, it's easy. It was in India. Uh, the first time I went in India, I had this idea of Bollywood. I've never seen a Bollywood movie before my first uh, journey in India. It was um, 20 years ago, actually, exactly 20 years ago. And uh, I went uh, in, I was in Delhi and I decided to go to the cinema. I just went to see anything, you know, I had no idea of what it was. So I asked for one ticket and I saw Koimilgaya. So it's a movie with uh, the big star uh, Ritik Roshan. And I was mesmerized by it, actually. It was like I fell in love with an instant. I fell in love with Bollywood. And when I came back to Paris, I started to watch movies and watch and watch and watch. And uh, 20 years later, I'm still completely in love with this cinema. Julien, what was your experience with Bollywood? Uh, for me, I have to say that uh, my sister was a big, big fan of Dev Das and she saw the movie thousands of times. So uh, my first encounter with uh, Bollywood cinema was thanks to my, my sister. She used to sing the song all the day. And um, except that I love uh, Indian cinema because of its relation with uh, India and Indian art. So I, I was, before working on this exhibition, I was more interested in the connection that can have different kind of folk art, especially with the, the cinema. And the, the beginning of the, the first cinema was fascinated by the, the way that uh, the first movie director tried to make the, the iconography living through the animated images. And the same type of love that you both speak about is seen actually in the UAE, because many of us grew up with Bollywood films. Many of us easily and instantly, like you said, Ellen, like you said, Julianne, we know these movies, we know Shah Rukh Khan, we know these figures. So it's interesting to see how Bollywood moved outside of India and started to make its way in different parts of the world, especially in this region. And with that, I'd like to thank you both for taking us through this wonderful exhibition. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This was an episode of On Show, a Louva Babi podcast that takes you on a tour. You can visit the exhibition Bollywood Superstars, a short story of Indian cinema at Louva Babi from the 24th of January to the 4th of June, 2023. To see pictures of some of the artworks discussed in this episode, please visit the Louvabalabi website, louvabalabi.ae, where you'll find additional resources and programs to learn about the exhibition Bollywood Superstars. On Show is produced by Louvabalabi, 
Executive producers Amin Kharshash and Marim Botton. Recording by Amin Kharshash and Richard Hagen. Post-production, music and mixing by Making Waves. Scripting and editing by Marim Botton and myself, Aisha Ahmadi, your host for this episode. A special thanks to our guests, Ellen Kesus and Julian Rousseau for their participation and the team of France Museums for their support. This episode is also available in Arabic and French on the Louvre mobile app and website. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episodes.